This is Lady Tiffany Ma, and this is the Fuerza Thing. I hope you guys are having a lovely Tuesday. And I hope you guys are have enjoying your solar uh, eclipse today. We have a, a nice little solar eclipse. So I hope you guys, uh, I don't know what to say because I'll be straight up honest with you. I wonder if all this messy ass stuff that's going on has to do with this solar eclipse. Now, I'm not gonna lie, it's starting to feel that way. So just in case you guys have not heard. <laughs> Kanye West is no longer a billionaire. Which he still has more money than the average person anyway. But whatever. Kanye West is not a billionaire. Um, Adidas uh, officially dropped out, but I'm pretty sure they owe him money, rather than him owing them money. Um, he has designed for shoes. Just go ahead and get that man there back. Let's go ahead and do that. My thing is, is this. I'm going to say this, and I, I don't give a... I don't care. person is or how famous they are y'all know a liability when y'all see one and i feel like Kanye West is shown that he's a liability but y'all want to ignore when 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 people are rich and they're famous and you want to be associated with their brand you ignore the fact that this person is a whole damn liability whole damn liability and so now that he's shown you that he's more of a liability, I will say this. I suggest y'all give him his shit back. Y'all know he ain't gonna sit there and stop. He gonna sit there and out y'all on everything. Even though I feel like they kind of messed him up when they showed the video of him showing porn. I'm like, why are you showing pornography? Like, why are you sitting here? We're a bunch of people. but You're you, a bunch of dudes sitting together and you're showing him pornography in a business meeting. What? What the hell? But, you know, y'all want to deal with those rich-ass liabilities. Meanwhile, can we talk about this car, uh, this Kendall, I mean, not Kendall, this Kylie Jenner, a Travis Scott drama? It was clarified to me by Time the Infamous. I was watching Time the Infamous. She was doing this, like, grungy look. And she was talking about it, and I did not know a lot of things. Let me tell you what's up. after the Kardashians, especially you uh, white girls who so happen to be voluptuous. Um, 
and have modeled yourself as Kardashians because y'all know for a very long time it was very cool to be uh thick thin you know and there's nothing wrong with being thin there's nothing wrong being naturally thin it's nothing wrong with that but you have a lot of women who suffer from body dysmorphia and eating disorders because of that impossible trend of being super thin and kardashians thought that they were the ones that made it a thing to be thin okay so with that being said, we are finding out these bitches are fake as their asses. All I'm gonna say is this. None of them are in a real relationship. Okay? None of them are in a relationship. Now I said yesterday, I already told y'all yesterday before I do the whole tea about the whole Kylie Jenner situation. And now that I realize the Kylie Jenner situation, I really shouldn't be feeling bad for Kylie. I should be feeling bad for the black man that she's holding hostage, which is Travis Scott. living a fake ass life okay i'm gonna tell this to women i'm gonna be honest with women because i'm a woman that i want all these women oh they're like can you have it all can you have it all can you be a billionaire businesswoman be a, a doting wife and a loving mother can you have it all no you can't okay there's nothing wrong with being a businesswoman and being a wife there's nothing with being a businesswoman, being a mother. But understand, with you doing all those things, something has to give. Okay? Now, Tiny Infamous brought up something that I totally forgot about. And I don't think I brought it up on this podcast about Kylie. Because I have said it on several different occasions. I feel like Kylie is a baby. I feel like Kylie is young. And I never really judged Kylie. But don't sit up here like... I forgot the fact that your ass took Tyga away from Black China. Okay. Then you went on and had a baby with Travis Scott that looked like a mixture between Tyga and an Asian bodyguard that's hot. Which, by the way, since you want to sit up here and, and play with him and like he ain't got no feelings. What's up, Kylie Jenner's uh, Asian bodyguard? You fine as hell, sir. What's up? What's your name? Okay. Stormy looks nothing like Travis Scott. Travis Scott has very strong features. It's no way in the world that is Travis Scott's child. I believe everything that this side chick is saying. I don't believe he's in love with her. Why every time he around her, he looks depressed? Okay, this man is being held against his will from this clan of witches. Just to make her look good. Because you don't want whores of Babylon to look even more whores of Babylon. Y'all all got famous because Kim Kardashian had a sex tape. So trust and believe your standards are not too high. Let's be straight up honest, okay? 
tired of infamous when she brought up the information that she brought up. It made it goes it makes me come to the conclusion with why we have not seen the baby boy. The baby boy is not Travis. That baby is not Travis' child. That baby is somebody else's child. She trying to play off this happy family. And um, the thing is, you can't even get the nigga to marry you. And you're a billionaire. Okay? Allegedly. You're allegedly a billionaire. say don't model yourself after certain people don't model yourself after kardashian because everything you see may not be real the crazy part is the podcast is not about this i didn't come on this podcast and sit up here and talk about this but i just want to let y'all know everything that y'all see on tv is fake okay these bitches walking around here talking about something they have the perfect life they really don't they cry every night and they wake up every morning miserable Okay? You can't have it all like that. Okay? Something has to give. But holding men hostage just to get some sperm is not one of them. And I already told y'all, I believe some of these women out here, the only reason y'all have kids because y'all over here sexually assaulting men. I know for a fact. And I said, based off the content of your character, it ain't got nothing to do with your uh, how the way you look. Okay, a man will sit there and divorce a beautiful woman before he divorce an ugly woman. Okay. So don't ever get it twisted. Don't ever get it twisted can't believe what you see on TV because it's not real. Next thing I want to talk about, I want to talk about the passing of Leslie Jordan, honey. When I tell you I started crying so hard, I could not stop crying, like, seriously. I was crying like y'all this man was so full of life and so joyful and so fun to be around he passed away he was having a medical emergency and he passed away and he died in a car accident if i'm not mistaken so he was having a medical emergency he was shortness he had shortness of breath which, from my understanding, shortness of breath means that he basically, um, he was having a heart attack. And unfortunately, he didn't make it, um, to get medical help in time, and he passed away. I mean, honey, all I could think of, this man is everything, okay? He has always been everything. Every role he has played on TV has always been everything. He's funny, he's witty. He's full of light. I mean, y'all, you just never know when life is going to hit you. Like, come on. Leslie Jordan. 
don't know what's going on, but it's going. That's all I have to say about that. Um, so yeah, um, my heart goes out to his family and my thoughts goes out to his family and closest friends. Uh, he will definitely be missed. He is so full of personality. I just, uh, I hate hearing stuff. You sit up here and look at these witches who keep, get to live. And then people like this who uh, end up passing away. It's just so sad to me. Um, so, yeah, you know, rest in peace to Leslie Jordan. That was just a lot that was going on yesterday. I'm trying to find, I can't get my stories up or something like that. I don't know what kind of stories I have up there. Um, I have a lot of stuff I'm going to talk about on Instagram. I'll probably go live later on YouTube with my little after show. Oh, they're having a serious discussion on um and I said this, I already said this about that. Kanye West has said some anti-black things and y'all didn't cancel him, but you know, he says anti-Semitic um all of a sudden Jamie Lee Curtis over here die, over here crying. She she cried more over that anti-Semitic shit than she was crying over the um freaking uh the fact that she been chased for the past damn uh 50 years by her brother who's been trying to kill her. I said that I brought that up I said you know I wish y'all had the same energy about what he said about black people people don't get canceled for talking shit about black people that's a fucked up situation there's a fucked up fact that we have to deal with as a as, as a race is that you know people people sit there and say the n-word people sit there and, and make fun of us and make fun of our hair make fun of our features make fun of um, our situation that is brought on by the racism and classism in this country. All kinds of things. But you say something anti-Semitic, it's war. And I'm not saying that it's okay what he said. It's not. Why would you threaten a whole Jewish community? But I tell you this, I did put this on my Instagram. Just like Donald Trump exposed how racist you uh, hillbilly snaggatoop assholes are. Kanye West is showing who's anti-Semitic. I mean, in, in California, out of all places, nobody think California can be racist. Nobody think California can be anti-Semitic. Because, I mean, let's be straight up honest. California is probably built off of the business structure and blueprint of Jewish people. Okay. Hollywood is ran by Jewish people. And you know, you got to hold people on the bridge showing that they're anti-Semitic? I know people are like, I thought this would never happen. People have been anti-Semitic as, as, as long as they've been anti-black. For very times, you got people who are anti-Asian. For some reason, people hate Asians. But some people... For some people, they hate Native Americans. I think it's pretty obvious this country hate Native Americans. Because y'all still ain't gave them back what they deserve. 
Of course, y'all know in this country, it's not too far-fetched for y'all to be against Arabs and Muslims. You know, it was okay to be anti-Islam and anti-Muslim 20 years ago. Y'all remember when Bush started their war? Y'all were all sit up there making fun of people and bullying women from wearing a hijab and stuff like that. And the truth of the matter is, it's always been like this. It's just social media has exposed it. Social media has brought light to it. People have always been anti-Semitic, anti-Black. They've always been anti-woman. People always been like that. Stupid-ass men have always been misogynistic. It's just exposed that they're misogynistic. They got away with it before social media. They could say misogynistic chic and people think it was funny or, or thought it was a joke, but you can't. You can't say stuff like that now. But I do feel some kind of way, like, you know, this man literally said that George Floyd was murdered and he had, they had put fentanyl in him. And then he turned around and offended them. He offended George Floyd and his family and all that, which I don't agree with his baby mama getting money for. George Floyd has five, four other kids outside of her daughter. But y'all more offended about the anti-Semitic stuff. Y'all didn't cancel him when he was saying anti-black stuff. And I'm going to be straight up honest with you. I really think Kanye West is fucking with y'all. You know, you Geminis love playing mind games. I know this because I worked with a Gemini before. And, a Gem- and he, and I really feel like he's still playing a mind game. And I'm like, when you stop, it's not cute. You're a grown-ass man playing hide-and-go-seek with business. But I really think he's, he's fucking with y'all. He wants to get canceled. He wants to build his own thing. Watch, in the next two, three years, I mean, let's be straight up on it, it's the next three three months. Because y'all gonna get over his anti-Semitic and his anti-black rhetoric that he got going on. Because somebody else is gonna do something ten times worse. Trust and believe. But my question is, because today, we're supposed to have a solar eclipse. Is it because coming out and saying anti-semitic shit people are over here y'all here shooting up damn schools in st louis is it because of the eclipse is this the energy of the eclipse or this is just people in general falling to trap to trash people being the trash they were born to be it's all kinds of stuff like that I just question if it does have to do with the eclipse energy, the solar eclipse energy. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I just know that I already did live and I already explained to y'all. I see what he's saying, but I don't understand why he attacked a whole group of Jewish people. Attack the ones you know, not the ones you don't know. Attack the ones that are causing you a damn problem. Don't be attacking people who didn't do shit to you. But, 
don't know. Clearly, Jason Lee didn't do a good job as uh, as someone who's supposed to be working with him. Y'all know I started this whole thing, you know, a week before Halloween or the week of Halloween. Um, Halloween is not this week, but it's going to be next week. So my last one is going to be done on Halloween. Um, I've been talking about scary movies that were based off of true stories. Today we're doing The Conjuring and we're going to talk about The Conjuring. And we're going to talk about Ed and Lorraine Warren because the whole Conjuring series is surrounded that it is based off of their findings of the supernatural world and they've been sitting up here talking about you know that objects can be possessed too how many of y'all knew that objects could be possessed y'all know i'm gonna get my little two cents on that but before we go into that um here's a word from our sponsors When I come back, I'm going to sit up here and talk about them talking about objects being cursed. And I want to talk about these damn crowns. I'm still doing research on the crowns. And I'm back. Um, Before I get started about Ed and Lorraine, uh, Warren, can I talk about this real quick? So this resurfaced, and I feel like it should be addressed because it was two grown people who did it, and I don't think they changed. But since we're talking about anti-Semitism, I'm going to be straight up honest, uh, you know, half of your favorite uh, royal couple of renegades did some anti-Semitic shit too. I'm not going to sit up here and like he didn't. That's why I like, you know, I thought he low-key was racist. You know, him being a black woman, that just never crossed my mind. But that's neither here nor there with me. Um, so recently everybody's been talking about the craziness that's going on um on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and everybody's talking about how people are ignoring Garcelle and and stuff like that. But somebody brought this up. We're talking about people, um, anti-Semitic stuff people have done. And I know y'all want to, um, you know. Long story short, a picture of Harry Hamlin and, um, 
Alisa Rena. Harry Hamlin has on a Nazi shirt with swastika on it. Okay. And it's funny because Andy Cohen, who is Jewish, I'm pretty sure y'all got you guys know he's Jewish. Um, he has brought it up that he's Jewish, has sided with Lisa Rinna and the Fox Four. Five or four. I'll say four because they really didn't have Teddy's back. Um, but nobody likes Teddy for some reason. I don't know. I don't care. But Teddy was very annoying to me. Um, so people brought it up because you know, they were they were kind of weirded out. You know, like, how are you going to sit up here and defend someone whose husband clearly was wearing a shirt with a swastika on it? But Angie Cohen is heavily associated with Lisa Renna. Now, I don't know if he... doesn't know about it. Or he chooses to ignore it. Because he is a Lisa Rinna fan, clearly. But I did I did just post it on my um <laughs> on my Instagram the picture and I said keep the same energy, you know. You're gonna sit up here, you wanna take somebody's livelihood, keep the same energy. You know, this is not the first time somebody has done something that was anti-Semitic. And it's not going to be last time. That's all I have to say. You know. So, yeah. Um, with that being said, today we're going to be talking about The Conjuring and the true story behind The Conjuring. So, sit back and relax and get you some drinks and snacks. We're going to be talking about The Conjuring and Ed and Lorraine Warren. Okay? This article comes from allthatisinteresting.com. And it says, the true story of The Conjuring, the Perone family, and the infield haunting. Okay? The actual true story of The Conjuring, namely the Perone family and the infield haunting, is scarier than the movies themselves. Oh, we already starting off a little spicy. When The Conjuring was released in 2013, it was met with critical acclaim. Critics everywhere praise it for its all-too-realistic portrayal of the demonic haunting of an innocent family in Rhode Island. Most viewers assumed that the movie was nothing but the wild imagining of director James Wan. However, the true story of The Conjuring is actually rooted in a horrifying true experience of Ed and Lorraine Warren. 
Okay. Ed Warren was a World War II veteran and a former police officer who became a self-professed demonologist after studying the subject on his own. His wife, Lorraine, claimed to be a clairvoyant and medium who was capable of communicating with demons that Ed discovered. In 1952, Ed and Lorraine found the New England Society of Psychic Research, the oldest ghost hunting group in New England. They quickly gained notoriety as respected paranormal investigators after their initial investigation of the Amityville's hunting. Y'all know that's a whole movie too by itself, honey. I was going to talk about that, but I was like, no. I mean, I have seen Amityville. Don't get it. Don't get me twisted. But I was like, no, you know, everybody talk about the Amityville and what has happened. But I forgot that Ariel Lorraine investigated that too. Their two most famous cases, however, were heavily popularized by the Conjuring franchise. Sorry. A series of movies that focus on Ed and Lorraine experiences exercising demons from two possessed families. Though the movie seems overdramatized and possibly to, poss impossible to believe, the Warren maintained that all the events depicted actually transpire. Though Ed died in 2006, Lorraine was a consultant on the film and claimed that she didn't let the director take any more dramatic license than was necessary. Nevertheless, the true story of The Conjuring remains almost unbelievably chilling to this day. So here's a true story um, of The Conjuring, the Perone family. Now, the Perone family was the first film, and it was with the five, the, with the, uh, was it five beautiful little girls? Yeah, it was five little girls. Okay. The true story of The Conjuring begins with the first film, which focused on the Perone family. In January 1971, the Perone family moved into a 14-room farmhouse in Harrisville, Rhode Island, where Carolyn, Roger, and their five daughters began to notice something strange. Notice strange things happening almost immediately after they moved in. It started small. Carolyn would notice that the broom went missing or seemed to move from place to place on its own. She would hear the sound of something scraping against the kettle in the kitchen, and when no one was in there, she found a small pile of dirt in the center of a newly cleaned kitchen floor. Now, I know some of you guys will be like, this is not scary, but if you know for a fact that your children and your husband are dirty, and you the one that had to clean stuff up, and then all of a sudden something started cleaning things for you, that's scary. <laughs> so either the kids that the husband's possessed, <laughs> or there's a ghost in the house let me continue the girls began to notice spirits around the house though for the most important part they were harmless there were a few however that were angry Carolyn allegedly researched the history of the home and discovered that it had been in the same family for eight generations and that many of them had died under mysterious or horrible circumstances several of the children had drowned in nearby creeks and one was murdered and a few of them hanged themselves in the attic the spirit that was depicted in the film Bathsheba Bathsheba was the worst of them all hmm. I don't think I should have said that name I feel some kind of way about that <laughs> okay let me continue um whoever the spirit was she perceived herself to be mistress of the house and she resented the comp competition my mom Pose for that position, said Andrea Perone, the oldest of the five girls. Turns out there was actually a real person 
named Sherman. I'm not saying her first name. <laughs> who lived on the Perrone's property in the mid-1800s. She was rumored to have been a Satanist. And, uh -huh, yeah, that's why I ain't saying her name. And there was the evidence that she had been involved in the death of a neighbor's child. Though no trial ever took place, she was buried in a nearby Baptist cemetery in downtown Harrisville. The Perrones believed that it was Sherman's spirit that was tormenting them. According to Andrea, the family experienced other spirits as well that smelled like rotten flesh and could cause beds to rise off the floor. She claimed her father would enter the basement and feel a cold, stinking present behind him. Cold, stinking presence. Mm. They often stayed away from the dirt floor cellar, but heating equipment would often fail mysteriously, causing Roger to venture down. Over the 10 years that the family lived in a house, the Warrens made multiple trips to, the invest to investigate. At one point, Lorraine conducted a seance to attempt to contact the spirit that was possessing the family. During the seance, Carolyn Perone became possessed, speaking in tongues and rising from the ground in the chairs. Oh, Lord. See, that's why I didn't say the name. Andrea claimed to have secretly witnessed the seance. I thought I was going to pass out, Andrea said. My mother began to speak a language not of this world and a voice not her own. Her chairs levitated and she was thrown across the room. Though the movie version of the events cumulates with Ed's performing an exorcism rather than a seance, Lorraine insists that she and her husband would never attempt one as they must be performed by Catholic priests. Okay, so the movie kind of got some parts screwed up. You know, she would never do something like that without, you know, somebody holy coming in and, and purifying the area, basically. After the seance, Roger kicked the warrants out, worried about his wife's mentally st mental stability. According to Andrea, the family continued to live in a house due to financial instability while they were able to move in the 1980s, at which point the spirits were silenced and the haunting ceased. Okay, the next one is the infill haunting. Okay. Six years after the Perone family was terrorized by their demon, another family in Enfield, England, began to experience similar things. In August of 1977, the Hodgins family started seeing and hearing strange things. Janet, who was 11 at the time, recalled sitting up in the bed to see her dresser slide across the room and that she shared with her brother. We shouted, Mom, Mom, said Janet. We were sort of frightened, but also intrigued. Later, the family began to hear knocking coming from all sorts of places in the house. She remembered her mother thinking they were burglars or drifters hiding out in their home and calling the police to investigate. The officers who arrived reported witnessing a chair rise up and move across the floor on its own. Reporters from the Daily Mirror, who were also called in to report on the infill haunting experience, them, experienced them for themselves too. Legos and marbles were reportedly flying around the room, hot to the touch when picked up. Clothing folded on tabletops were a leap of off the tape off of them and fly across the room. The sound of the dog barking would be heard in empty rooms. Lights would flicker. Coins would drop out of thin air and furniture would spin or tip over without being touched. <sighs> this is scary. And it's scary to me to talk about it. Then one day the iron fireplace in an upstairs bedroom was ripped out of the wall. After that, paranormal investigators from all around the world showed up claiming to be able to contact spirits and want to know more about the infill haunting. 
Most of them decided that the children had been faking their experience as one of them had admitted to doing so on one occasion, but the Warrens were different. They showed up and immediately believed that a demonic presence was present. However, their claims were overlooked as noted. Skeptics at the time accused Ed Warren of exaggerating and even making up incidents, often transforming a haunting into one case of demonic possession. Now, I want to talk about real quick. I want to pause real quick because this is a long article because it's about two families. And I have one little part left. Um, understand back in the day, if you were one of those people that said you were a demonologist or you did certain things in that field, it's a shocker that Ed and Lorraine never got put into mentally insane asylum for that. Because if you said you did certain things during a certain time period, you would have been put into a mentally insane asylum. Um, they would barter you, call you crazy, all kinds of stuff. So it's shocking that none of that happened to them. Because people don't believe fat meat is greasy. And I tell y'all, fat meat is greasy. I don't I don't like certain spirits. I, I'm telling you with this, when it comes to people and certain spirits with certain people, I know not to be in a room with certain people with certain kind of spirits. You got to be careful with that. So, you know, all this is creepy to me. Um, so, I'm going to continue with the last part. This is where the story differs from the movie as there was no exorcism-like practice on the Warrens in 1979. Two years after they began, the hunting abruptly stopped and they thought the family maintains, maintains they did nothing to stop them. And y'all know, um, they also had something to do with Robert the doll. And then, you know, that little clown doll they talking about, they also had that doll too. So they have a little uh, museum, I think, somewhere. With that being said, uh, now I got to watch the Conjuring series. <laughs> I mean, I want to, but I don't. I already seen the one with the Parole family. So, yeah, and I know that some of, some of the stuff they said was going on was exaggerated in the movie, but, you know, it doesn't hurt to get in the mood to watch a movie. Uh, with that being said, you know, if you want to go check out the movie The Conjuring just to, you know, see what they're talking about, you can go ahead and watch it. I think there's on they have The Conjuring series on Peacock. I think The Conjuring series is on also Netflix. They have some parts of Conjuring series or HBO Max. Let me see. I thought the power had went out. We've been having brownouts lately. You know, it's no stories over here to have some brownouts. But I do know Peacock does have the series. See, yeah, it's not connected to the Wi-Fi. It says it's not connected to the Wi-Fi. With that being said, I hope you guys uh, are able to enjoy your Halloween. Um, why was that enjoy your Halloween? We're not even close to Halloween that close yet. I mean, you know, we six days away, but we ain't that damn close. 
But anyway, I hope you guys um, hear the stories behind these movies. Y'all able to uh, go check them out. Just to get yourself in the mood. Tomorrow. Let me see why I'm going to be talking about tomorrow. I should have had this already pulled up. Tomorrow we're going to talk about the true story behind the Poltergeist. Now, I'll re-watch the Poltergeist. And it's crazy to me because when I watch the Poltergeist, um, for some reason, I think I watched the second one before I watched the first one. I finally was able to watch the first one because um i saw the second one though the second one with the little girl goes to the mall and she's talking to this uh ghost that one but i never saw the first one because in the back of my head i was like oh well i'm re-watching this i already seen this before i don't think i saw the first poltergeist i think i saw family guy redo the poltergeist but i never saw the first one but we gonna talk about the true story behind the poetry guys with that being said this is lady tiffany ma and this is these walls today what you do in the dark will come to light y'all make sure y'all bless these houses before you go uh live in them that's all i gotta say that's that's one thing everybody should do is bless houses like have somebody pray over your house have a pastor a priest a rabbi whatever your religion is a seek uh somebody come in and pray over your house before you move into it because you don't know what kind of demons are in it and to be quite honest with you according to the whole series uh you know uh the whole uh my favorite series paranormal activity series yeah paranormal activity is one of my favorite scary movies as well uh with the paranormal activity series it could just be the people possessed by demons you just never know with that being said thank you guys for listening to my podcast i am so outie